wanna pray first. Hi God. Um, we love you. We thank you for tonight. Uh, we thank you that we have a space to do this kind of thing in, even in the middle of the pandemic, um, that we we have each other in all of this craziness and that we can honestly do more than a lot of the ways we're seeing people connect, that we can come together for you and we can honestly be here for you and not really be worried about ourselves and our social ability, but just learning from you and moving our lives forward in you and for you. We pray that over tonight, that that is our purpose, that is what we're here for, uh, and that we use tonight to break through barriers, to break through um, for clarity, but also for guiding. We love you. Amen. I have a whiteboard. That's what the thing is for, for the people at home. Flipping the whiteboard, or okay, thanks. All right. So tonight we're going to kind of talk about faith and works and how they work together and how they aren't don't always line up in the way that you see the language used in the Bible because we use the language differently and they don't mean the same things to us all the time. And so a lot of this started for me because I ran into the first two verses on the board, James two twenty four, which is you see that a person is justified by works and not by faith alone. And then Ephesians 2, 8 through 9, which is, for, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. And so I read it, and I panicked for like three seconds, uh, because, you know, a person is justified by works and not by faith alone, and then you have been saved by grace through faith, not as a result of works. And then I was like, ah, no big deal. Easy, easy fix, because uh, the word for justified in Greek is dikaio. I wrote it down. Yeah, dikaio. Probably said that wrong. Uh, it's the same word as righteous, and it means to be brought into the state you ought to be in. And then the word saved is to have the debt or punishment taken away, obviously, specifically. In the Bible, it usually means, like, from the debt of your sin, specifically. And so I was like, okay, so they mean different things. No big deal, no big deal, right, cool, cool. And then um, I kept like reading around for more about it and then I got sad because it's not that simple. <laughs> uh, so that's where, I'm gonna do Romans 3.20. Somebody else wanna start reading as I yell out verses and the ones that are on the board, that would help me a lot. For by works of the law, no human being will be justified in his sight, since through the law comes knowledge of sin. And so, I got more confused, <laughs> um, because it was, they will, they won't be justified by the works, but then James 2 said they will be justified by works. And then Romans 2.13, uh, I'll read it. For it is not the hearers of the law who are righteous before God, but the doers of the law who will be justified. So then I was more confused, because it's the same book, which means the same author, and it was like the chapter before. And this one says, those who do the law will be justified. And this one says, no human being will be justified by works of the law. <laughs> and so I'll go back to the two at the bottom in a minute. So um, I thought I was going to do this teaching about these two and how it works and the difference between being saved and being justified. And then I got humbled very quickly. <laughs> um, and I think 
something that really helps uh, if somebody wants to pull it up Ephesians 2 the 10 it's the verse the verse after for by grace you have been saved through faith um, and it's not your own doing the gift of God not a result of work so that no one may boast and then it's followed by for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. and so this kind of it helped me when I thought I knew what I was doing but then it helped me later after I saw all the stuff that told me I didn't know what I was doing, uh, because it follows that we were created for good work. So even though there is this understanding that works didn't save us, we were still created for them. That's like the exact next thing that follows it. And so I prayed a lot about kind of how to walk through all this with other people and myself. Um, and so what I kind of want us to do is slow it down and walk through each of the like sections of scripture that these things come out of, uh, specifically James and Romans, um, because the Ephesians one really like the context is those two and the one after it that we just read, which are so you're saved by grace through faith, salvation is not a result of works, and then we were created to walk in good works. Uh, we'll probably stop a lot. I have more scripture on like written down that I'll call out. Um, and I can do at the end, like we used to do old school, we used to like write all the verses on the board, we can do that at the end if people want pictures and stuff. Um, but I don't want this to just be like, I'm sitting here, I know I got a whiteboard out and everything, but like I don't just have to be like sitting here, teacher, look what I learned, like I want what y'all do, like these verses, there are lots of other scriptures that are going to tie, but they also can get really confusing because the language of works seems to work both ways. Um, so ask questions. If we get to the point where everybody's got tons of questions, we'll wipe that board clean and start, like, tracking them on the board, too. Yeah. So I want to start in James 2 at verse 10. Um, let's go 10 to 13. We're going to read more than that, and we'll do that for a few, but I think they're really dense chunks for both James and Romans, and so, like, stopping and making sure we're tracking is good. Where are we stopping? Uh, to 10 through 13. For whoever keeps the whole law but fails in one point has become guilty of it all, of all of it. For he who said, do not commit adultery, also said, do not, do not murder. If you do not commit adultery, but do murder, you have become a transgressor of the law. So speak and so act as those who are to be judged under the law of liberty. For judgment is without mercy to one who has shown no mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. So I know um, a lot of probably tonight might go back to also the three covenants teaching that we did, like right at the very, I think it was right before COVID, maybe it was like week one. It was either week one or the week before quarantine. Um, so especially if you get confused and need refreshers there, like if I talk over something, you're like, what's the Mosaic covenant? Please ask. Um, so under the law, anyone who doesn't keep it becomes a transgressor. I think this is one of the things we talked about, but transgression is to infringe upon a boundary, and if you do it against God, it's called sin. Like, that's the actual definition of the word sin, as in what it means, not as when something is or isn't sin. Um, and that would be Romans 14, 23, which is anything done outside of faith is sin. Um, and I think keeping those in mind is important because those like transgression and sin come up a lot when we talk about salvation and righteousness 
But so then I think the really important part why I wanted to pause here is uh, the switch from whoever keeps the law fails and then all of a sudden so act as though you're under the law of liberty. And so I think that brings the question, are we talking about the law that makes us transgressors? Uh, and context would tell us no. So I want to read James 1, 19 through 25. We can jump back. Uh, I'll read it. But if you guys want to read with me, I don't, like I don't follow when people read out loud, so it's cool. Know this, my beloved brothers. Let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. For the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Therefore, put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness, and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. But do, be doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. But he looks at himself and goes away, and at once forgets what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. Um, so law of liberty is that implanted law, and I think that's important because it ties to Jeremiah 33, 31, 33. I wrote it down somewhere. 31, 33. If somebody wants to pull that up for in a second, that'd be cool. Um, of that's the prophecy of the covenant that came through Christ. And so that it explicitly says there then that that can save our souls, which the Ephesians verse said happens by grace through faith. And then it also says to be doers of the word and not hearers, which is also part of Romans that we looked at. Um, and so I think it's I think something I really appreciated is just like the idea of persevering in it too, that it's not just somebody who heard the word and then did it once, but somebody who looks into the word and perseveres in doing so. But I want to look at the Jeremiah verses, if anybody's got them. <coughs> yeah. It says, For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my law within them, and I will write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Uh, and so, I just... I guess I want to bring that into context that there are two different laws that get talked about and I think it brings um, when you see a lot of people get really confused it's because they don't know that there is a second law they don't know that there's a law that should be written on your heart yeah. I, I think I have like a verse that kind of goes with that it's yeah. 2 Corinthians 3, 5-6 it says not that we are sufficient ourselves to, to claim anything as coming from us but our suffic sufficiency is from God who has made us sufficient to be ministers of a new covenant, not the le not of the letter, but of the spirit. For the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. That kind of yeah, and I think that's important because it brings the fact that this is out of the spirit. Yeah. Um, if Jesus is going to tell us, it's better that he goes so the spirit may come. <laughs> that kind of makes a lot of sense. That the change that puts the that implants the word on our heart is the spirit that is now implanted within us. Um, and so I think we can keep going in James 2 14 let's go to 17 what good is it my brothers if someone says he has faith but does not have works can that faith can that faith save him if a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food 
And one of you says to them, Go in peace, be warmed and filled without giving them the things needed for the body. What good is that? So also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. So faith that works is dead. And for James, that's his explanation of why faith by itself does not save. Which doesn't 100% line up with the Ephesians verses that literally says that faith, that your salvation is not a result of works. Um, and so I think at that point, it's when it's important to think about the works. Um, we'll see it more in Romans, but whether what kind of works you're doing, if they're works of the law or if they're works out of your heart and... We can keep going because it'll show up more in the rest of the chunk. So 18 through 21. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that God is one, you do well. Even the demons believe and shudder. Do you want to be shown, you foolish person, that faith apart from works is useless? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered up his son? Oh, You're fine. That's 22. I have it written as 22, but it could be my myself not splitting it right. That's my fault then. That's fine. Sorry about that. And so I think for me, like, this kind of had a two-part. One is the idea that your faith can be about as useful as the demons. I always think that's hilarious because, like, people will be like, yeah, like, well, like, I believe, you know, in God. And it's like, okay, cool, but so do the demons, so I'm not sure how much about that. That's weird. Uh, and I think uh, this makes sense when I think about it in English, but the word for believe is pistiu, and the word for faith is pistis. Like, it's literally, like, the difference between a verb and a, a noun <laughs> in the Greek, but we've just, like, made them two and it's, like, you could say my faith and my belief, and I would pretty much, like, equate them. Um, and I just, I want to put that, because it's like, even the demons believe, okay, but I have faith, like, bad news, bro. It's, like, the same. Um, like, in the fact of the word, like, there's not a lot of difference. Um, but I think something else that, I actually, I think there's three really big things, is the idea, too, that your faith is shown by your works, um. And that kind of brought me to, like, your faith is proven by your works. And so the word, when it says, God showed his love for us in this, that while we were yet sinners, he died for us, that word for shown is actually for proven. Um, you think of, like, testing and trials, and in the Greek, like, testing, trials, temptations are all really the same word in, as in, like, putting to the test to prove what is true. And you might be tested and proven to not not mean what you were saying, but it's going to prove the truth, whether it's what you said it is or not. Yeah, yeah. John 15, 8 um, is, by this my Father is glorified, that you may bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. Like, you're literally proving to be. Like you're, uh, <laughs> are you a Christian like, if your faith is that of the <laughs> demons? I was trying to call this analogy that I've been, like, thinking on, like, kind of, like, about, like, all of this, of, of basically, like, when a person is pregnant or like they have a kid <laughs> oh no you know they had sex <laughs> yes like there's like that's like the proof of it like there's yeah, proof of it. yeah like the baby <laughs> is like the proof of that but like in the same way of like huh we're going in vitro okay but like also like 
I'm not saying like that. <laughs> 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 it's more like on this, like, frequency than anything. Yeah. Like, but, like, even still. But, um... Okay, as of, like, not, like, I don't know, 50, 100 years ago. Yeah, but even still, like, even still on, like, this day, it's, like, that's not that common because of how expensive it is to do it, honestly. Um, But anyways, but, like, in, like, the same way of, like, you know there, like, is faith because of, like, the good works kind of, like, as, like, proof of that. Right. And so it's not, like, that they are, like, the same thing, but it's, like, like, that other verse, like, the fruit of it of, like, And I think, I don't know, that's... I know, like, Luke jokes, like, in vitro, um, but, like, there are the people that go to, it's in Matthew 7 somewhere, but, um, the people who go to Jesus and say, didn't I prophesy and, uh, yeah. do good works and, like, cast, cast out, out demons, demons in yeah. your name, and they, he I says, go away you. from me, I didn't know you, you worker of lawlessness, like, so, like, should those things be proof of your faith? Absolutely, but there are still times where, just kidding, it was in vitro, there was no sex, I guess. <laughs> That's what I was trying to say. Oh, is it? <laughs> um, I think. Can you read that scripture again, Colin? The yeah. John fifteen. John fifteen eight. By this, uh, my Father is glorified that you may bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. That's cool. Okay, so that was my other big thing of. So the last word that says faith apart from works is useless. So that word, um, it usually depends on if it's being applied to like people or trees. Of if it means like lazy and idle or like idle and unfruitful, mm-hmm. not necessarily like totally dead. Though like obviously, it's telling you you're dead, too. But like the idea that you're not producing fruit, um, and I I think about it as like dead trees don't bear fruit, and it's not like you didn't bear fruit so you died. Like my tomato plant out there has no little tomatoes on it, but it's alive right now, and it might like one day I guess bear fruit but if it never bears fruit it never did me any good and if it's dead it's not going to bear fruit and that's not that it died because it didn't bear fruit it's that i part of the way i know it's dead is it never did anything um i think more like bushes are a better example of like trees that you're not always sure if they're dead or not unless they don't come back to life and start bearing fruit and then you know that it's dead um and I, I, the idea of fruit is like a super scriptural thing yeah. also. Because so. of Matthew, I think it's 7.16 is where it starts, but it talks okay, about... Because it's, yeah. I did, there's like, it's all through Matthew 7, but like 15, 16 is where it starts, but it's like, by their fruit you'll recognize them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, by their fruit you will recognize them. Literally the same thing you just said. (laughs) (laughs) My tomato doesn't make me tomatoes. It's not a tomato plant. It's a bush. (laughs) 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 I've been lied to. (laughs) I don't know. It's just not useful. That or I was lied to, and it's not actually a tomato plant. I mean... It's also fair, I guess. Um, <laughs> there's... <laughs> like, if it's... <laughs> we can keep going. <laughs> um, so James 2, 22 through 26. Do you want 21, though, since... Yes, 21, since my notes um, are wrong. 
Was not, was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered up his son Isaac on the altar? You see that faith was active along with his works, and faith was completed by his works. And the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness. And he was called a friend of God. You see that a person is justified by works and not by faith alone. And in the same way was not also Rahab the prostitute justified by works, when she received the messengers and sent them out by another way. For as the body apart from the spirit is dead, so also faith apart from works is dead. So this is part two that messed me up when I was like doing all my planning. Um, it's one of the two verses at the bottom was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac. Uh, and it messed me up because Romans 4 implies by, say, implies by saying, um, for if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. So then it implies he does not have anything to boast about because he was not justified by works. Uh, and so that was kind of like part two of my, this thing messed me up because I didn't read it in context mostly for both pieces. Uh, and I think, so Abraham was justified by works, but it's not in the context of he followed the law. Uh, I think I want to bring that up now that Romans 4 is in the context of talking about circumcision. It's not in the context of talking about the works that followed his faith. It's not about following, like, works that follow faith. It's about circumcision. And so it's a really long chunk. We're not going to, like, read the whole thing later unless people, like, want to read it later. But what follows is this breakdown of circumcision. And, like, Abraham was justified and then circumcised, not will you follow the law and be circumcised. Okay, now you'll be righteous. He was righteous because he had faith and he acted upon it. And so that was, I think, kind of the pivotal point for James and his, like, actual walkthrough of why he's saying you need works to be justified is not because faith alone isn't enough, but faith by itself, if you mean just believing that God is one, even not just exists, but is in Christ, in the Spirit, and the Father all in one, that's not a complete faith. That's not a perfected faith. Um, is the that's the, the Greek word is complete slash perfect um, and I think we almost like remove that mindset sometimes especially when like Ephesians the Ephesians verses get read a lot of times we kind of just drop it and say that and you brought it up of like oh I believe in a god like cool <laughs> so, so do the demons um Is everybody tracking? Like, we need to like erase and write questions or anything like before, because that I think that's all I want to read out of James, unless anybody else. Um, so then I'm gonna I'm gonna hop for a second. I'm gonna do Romans three twenty, just the one that's on the board again, and walk through it, and then I want to hop to the actual context of Romans two, in the that verse of is it two thirteen that's on the board, mm -hmm. because that comes first in, like, the actual letter to Romans. Uh, but Romans 3.20 is the, for by works of the law, no human being will be justified in his sight, since the law comes from knowledge of sin. Um, and so, no one is justified by the works of the law. That's the same language, the same law that James has already told us makes us transgressors or sinners. Um, which, I, I, this might sound, like, super basic to everybody else, but I had this big, like, click moment of duh 
because you can't be made a sinner and be made righteous at the same time. And so if both have this understanding where James said that all who don't follow it become a transgressor to all of it, and Romans says that it brings knowledge of sin, you can't, you cannot be righteous in the state you're supposed to be in as hopefully defined by God if you're also a transgressor and a sinner, which is against the boundaries God has set. And so I kind of had this click 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 and then the Romans 14:23 the anything done outside of sin, outside of faith is sin had that other click of why like works that result from faith click into this of if you're not doing what your faith would like have you do then you're sinning and if you're sinning you're not in righteousness because you're not within the boundaries of where you ought to be um, so I wanted to kind of like pause and make that point because I think that might my clicks came from like comes knowledge of sin um and that's i know i think something we talked a lot more about in the three covenants thing but we can always like slow that down too if we need to um but i want to jump to romans 2 12 through 16. for all who have sinned without the law will also perish without the law and all who have sinned under the law will be judged by the law. For it is not the hearers of the law who are righteous before God, but the doers of the law who will be justified. For when Gentiles who do not have the law by nature do what the law requires, they are a law to themselves, even though they do not have the law. They show that the work of the law is written on their hearts while their conscience also bears witness, and their conflicting thoughts accuse or even excuse them on that day when, according to my gospel, God judges the secrets of men by Christ Jesus. And so uh, part of the, a really big part of the reason I wanted to read that one in context is, um, for one, just that, I, that fact that, what is it, um, when Gentiles who do not have the law, the law written by man, but do what the law requires, they are a law to themselves. They show that the work of the law is written on their hearts. Like, that's the language of Jeremiah 31, 33, of what the new covenant is and means, for one. Um, but also to bring in the context of the actual Bible and the people who were writing it and why they were writing these things. Most of Romans is about not being brought back under the law and also not dragging the Gentiles who weren't there in the first place under the law. Uh, and so I know I mentioned like the context of circumcision, like this just kept coming up and kept coming up even after the church like leaders said, no, you don't have to be circumcised. Uh, and so for Paul, this is a really big deal because you're trading the justification of God for the justification of following the rules even if the law, which I think is the next verses in Romans 3, like, the law is a good thing, and it is from God, and it was to show his righteousness. Like, you don't get it through the law, you get it through God. Uh, it reminds me a lot of the, the verse of they worship the creation instead of the creator. Um, like, you, you're putting your righteousness under the thing God created instead of the God that created you. Yeah, okay. So, uh, Romans 3, we can keep going from 21 to 27. That's what I have you written. You Romans 3 or Romans yeah. 2? Yeah, 3. We can, go, we can go back. I just wanted to, like, pull into context that when 
Romans 2 says that to be hearers and not doers of the law, that's about having the law in your heart and acting in line with the law in your heart, not the law that's the written code. Um, I think that'll come up more in Romans 3 too, but I just wanted to set the background of, I know it almost feels like they contradict themselves if you got a verse of the day right at, like, you read Romans 3 by itself, and then um, verse of the day was Romans 2, <laughs> 13, like, it might mess you up a little. You said 21 and 27? Yes. But now the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law. Although the law and the prophets bear witness to it, the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. For there is no distinction. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified by his grace grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as a propitiation by his blood to be received by faith. This was to show God's righteousness because of his divine forbearance he had passed over former sins. It was to show his righteousness at the present time so that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Then what becomes of our boasting? It is excluded. By what kind of law? By, by the law of works? No, but by the law of faith. Uh, and so I think law of works, law of faith comes into that language then of we talk about law of works, you're usually talking about the Mosaic law even though it, when James is using works, he's not talking, he's pretty explicitly talking about the law of liberty, and he sets that up before he even begins to talk about works. Um, and so I think, I guess the important pattern here is that both of them, even though it almost seems like they contradict each other in the uh, verse of the day background screen for your phone kind of thing, um, <laughs> that's just what I like. I keep imagining them popping up as. Um, is that the righteousness of God was manifested apart from that law, which does not mean that law was bad, but that it was to be a witness of God. Um, and so in all that, I think that goes back to, I think I was going to bring it up later, but I'm going to bring it up now, to the idea that the law was supposed to be our guardian. Um, and that's Galatians 3, 18, 19. Mm-hmm. It's over here somewhere. Um, and yeah, it is. For if the inheritance comes by the law, the inheritance being the inheritance of all nations under Abraham and the promise made to him. Um, So it no longer comes by promise, but God gave it to Abraham by a promise. So why then the law? It was added because of transgressions until the offspring should come to whom the promise had been made. And it was put in place through angels by an intermediary. And so I think that that fact that the law was not bad, but it was not ever supposed to be how we received righteousness and how all nations came into righteousness is important. And I know we've talked about it before, and I know it sometimes feels like we talk about it all the time, but since we live in a world where the church itself keeps rebuilding the law, I think it's kind of important that we don't forget about it, too. Um, I also think it's important... Okay, propitiation is a weird word nobody ever knows what it means and I have to look it up every time I read this verse so um, I wasn't able to say it propitiation yeah I struggle through precipitation (laughs) (laughs) really though Um, 
is it's something that regains God's favor or like a God's favor and it's usually a sacrifice and so like Jesus was the last sacrifice the sacrifice that ended all the sacrifice brought in the law um so I wanted it because what is it because it's a big long sentence with big long words that we don't know what they mean <laughs> for there's no distinction for all of sin didn't fall short of the glory of God. We like to stop there and then tell people they're going to hell. Yikes. Um, what? <laughs> no, we're not talking about annihilationism tonight. <laughs> but if anybody listening would like to, like to, there's a good podcast on Remnant Radio about it. <laughs> anyway, and are justified by his grace as a gift through redemption that is in Christ Jesus whom God put forward as the propitiation to put us back in right standing with God by his blood to be received by faith, not by works of the law, by faith. Um, so I wanted, I just wanted to reread that because I have to go look up what the word means every time. So. Galatians 5.18 also kind of hints at it, but if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Like, the old <laughs> 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 like oh. <laughs> Which, and I think the verse you read earlier kind of like spelled out that like then tie of the spirit to the new law the law that's on your heart um and the because it tied it to the new covenant and the new covenant is that it's almost like this weird backwards step but the new covenant writes the law on your heart and that what you read the first time is that uh, you receive the spirit and it leads you outside of the letter within the new covenant to be ministers partners Yes, the very first one. One of those two words? Uh, ministers. <laughs> ministers, one of those of two words yeah. of the new covenant. And then within that, that also takes you out of the old covenant, which, again, if, like, we need to walk through that more, we totally can. You can also, like, the three covenants thing, I walked through it, like, hard. Yeah. Um, and I just, I think, honestly, through all of it, we miss a lot of times because we're so focused on all fall short. Oh, no, I'd be going to hell. And it's, we have to recognize that. Like, if you don't recognize how lost you are without God, um, there's probably a big chunk of your faith missing because, like, what do you have faith in if it's not what God can do? And, and um, But I don't think we put the focus on God as the justifier. And so I think that's in the next chunk if we want to read from 28 to 31. For we hold that one is justified by faith, apart from works of the law, or is, the, or is God the God of Jews only? Is he not the God of Gentiles also? Yes, of Gentiles also, since God is one who... Is that, do I keep going? No, you're good, you're good. I was nodding at myself. <laughs> Finish the verse. Yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> since God is one who will justify the circumcised by faith and the uncircumcised through faith, do we then... B- overthrow the law by this faith by no means. On the contrary, we uphold the law. And so, I think on the contrary, we uphold the law was where I was thinking of um, the Galatians 3.18, that the purpose of the law was for it to be our guardian until Christ came. Uh, and so we uphold the law because it's the completion of the law that's, I think, in Galatians 2, that Christ is the completion of the law. Um, and so... Sorry, I made notes in my... I made, I made a... Huh, this reminds me of James a little bit. 
<laughs> when you talk about two different laws, <laughs> that's why I'm giggling. Um, but I think the is God the God of the Jews only, or is he the, not the God of the Gentiles also? And so I think that harkens back to that idea that uh, if God is the justifier of all, it cannot be through the law, and it was never meant to be through the law, because the promise to Abraham was for all nations. But the law was not given to all nations. Uh, and the law was never meant to be... Like, all nations were not necessarily meant to be brought under that law. They were meant to be inherited to God, not inherited to become Israelites. I, got it. I have something that kind of goes with that. Yeah. Uh, Galatians 5, 1 through 6, uh, it says, For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Look, I, Paul, say to you that is, if you accept circumcision, Christ will be of no advantage to you. I testify again to every man who accepts circumcision that he is obligated to keep the whole law. You are severed from Christ. You would be justified by the law. You have fallen away from grace. For through the Spirit, by faith, we ourselves eagerly await for the hope of righteousness. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything, but only faith working through love. And I thought of that... be justified by the law. I thought of that because... It doesn't matter whether you were circumcised or uncircumcised. Like, right. As long as you followed through Christ Jesus, you were good to go. Um, but like, if you like choose to follow the law, you're stuck under yeah. it. That's what you, you who would be justified by the law, you've fallen from grace. Yeah, you go back to the old covenant. You're not properly right. listening to the government, So Galatians and Romans are like good books to read back to back. Big plug. <laughs> I well, I just, they're both Paul writing to churches in different, like in a different level almost about a lot of the same thing. A lot of this, like, what does it mean to be under the law? Why shouldn't you be under the law? Please don't put other people under the law. Um, and so I think I I just I really like the Galatians part of like you've separated yourself from Christ. Yeah. Like you've chosen and I think that's the way the way it was being presented to them was not like it's either the law or Christ it was being presented as like okay yeah you can believe in Jesus but if you don't follow the rules then you can't have what Jesus offered you um, and so he's saying if you feel that way like if you agree with that if you put your faith in that you can be justified by works of the law you have to have faith in the rest of it because that's like <laughs> you can't you can't look at a rule you can't play basketball Look at the basketball rules and be like, okay, I like rules 1 through 10, but rule 11, I don't like that one. Uh, we're going to skip that one, and we're probably going to skip number 14, too. Really, really not a fan. Uh, you get kicked out of your game, <laughs> and so you break one rule, and you're done with all of it. And it with a covenant with the Lord, that's maybe even, probably even significantly more true. You probably get away with some things in basketball, I don't know. Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> Probably depends which one you break, but that's not true with God's covenants. Um, I think that's said in Galatians. Oh, I think it's Galatians where it may actually, was it what you, like, you're obligated to keep the whole law. Yes. Uh, you one. break one, yeah. and I think it's in Romans too, of like, you, you break one thing. Adultery, you yeah, and yeah. it's the things so stuff we just read, like, he failed. said not to murder and not to covet. Like, yeah. yeah, I testify again to every man who accepts circumcision that he is obligated to keep the whole law. And, and like, I think also, like, I don't know, I, it's just, like, 
when we, I think we were talking about this the other night, even of just like faith, like, we're like, oh, the new covenant, like, it makes everything like easier and like, <laughs> like, there's like an aspect of like kind of to that because like we don't have this like set of like stomach, like, you have to do yeah. all of this, or otherwise, like, if you fall short on one, like, you basically fall short on all of them, right. if that makes sense. Right. And, like, we, like, can't do, you know what I mean? Like, it's just... Well, you can't, kind of, you like, bury impossible. your father, you're unclean for a few days. You yeah. know, like, even those things. Of... Yeah. Um, but, like, but, like, faith, though, like, of, like, okay, what is sin now, if it's anything outside of faith, and so, like, it's not as, like, clean cut as like we want it to be because like the law is like like mosaic like law like right. all that is like super clean cut you know like, exactly what you are not supposed to yeah. do you don't even have to pray about it you could be doing yeah. something but like that's kind of like the the fact of it though is like you don't have to have a belief really at all you right. don't have to do any of that you can just do step by step and i think like even thinking about like abraham of like like you had said of it wasn't that he could he did the law and like that's like completed so, right. like circum like circumcised of that but like out of his faith of okay yeah I will offer my son to you even though this is what I thought the promise right. <laughs> he promised me was and out of that then like that's when like that covenant kind of like was made between them because it wasn't okay I can follow all of these rules and look at me I'm such a good rule follower it's I think think sometimes we, um, we look at, like, Abraham and Isaac, and that's the rest, the, like, first part of Romans 4 is the part about Abraham, and I think sometimes we miss what it meant, because we get so caught up in, like, what it means to give up your child, because, you know, yes, but it's also, it is that, this, like, God made me a promise, and I received, that he made me two promises, one that I would have a son when I'm like way too old to be having a son and two that through my offspring all nations would be inherited now I've had a son and I'm ridiculously too old to have a son and he's saying sacrifice him to me on an altar yeah. <laughs> like you're not just giving up your only son that you were supposed to like but like also but like, you're giving up or you're trusting in God that he is not abandoning his promises to you you're not giving up the promise God gave you for the inheritance you're trusting God that he's going to find another crazy way to do it after he already used up this crazy way. Like, what else are you going to try, dude? Yeah. I think, too, the reason I didn't even say what I was, like, initially supposed to say about the <laughs> it's nobody's fault. Um, I think I was a too. <laughs> I just, like, after I stopped talking, I was like, it's not. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Anyways, but I think, too, I think that's kind of, like, why we try to like rebuild the law though because we do kind of like that picking and choosing of like okay well we don't have like the mosaic law like completely anymore but like I'm gonna do this because then it's easier of like I it's black and white now like Mm -hmm. I know what I'm gonna do and I can like push that on others and try to make them like follow that and focus on that and I think it also kind of the um like we try to make one sin bigger than another sin like that kind of aspect too i know like we were talking about that like a few days ago or something but like i think with that rebuilding of the law is we're like okay like this is what you shouldn't shouldn't do anymore now but like if you do this like 
Right. But if you do this, it's like, okay, well, maybe there's, like, hope for you. But, like, if we follow the law, you have to follow all of it. It's, right. like, oh my like God. technically, I don't know, when I think about it, like, murdering and adultery, like, I, like, by the world standards, I wouldn't necessarily, like, put them on the same level. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, one person's dead, the other person's just hurt. Right. And, like, there's a lot more, there's a lot more to do, but, like, like <laughs> they can work through that. This person's just gone. But, like, by, like, God's, like, no. coming no. back from one. Yeah. yeah. Like, you yeah. can't have the potential to come back from one. Like, it's not good. But, like, this person's gone now. And, but, like, with God, it's like, no. Like, you can't can't do either. Right. And you've, like, you've, it's not necessarily about the consequences on this earth it's about like the trust you've put in god and now the trust he can put in you yeah Yeah. honestly and i we like it still kind of works that way now like because i think i have two thought trains going one probably most of you have heard me talk about like the difference between like acting in the law and acting in faith is the law could have defined when and where and how you have sex like and now every single time you do it it's got to be out of faith so you know it's a lot harder for me and luke to have sex in faith than it is for me and Luke to have sex under the law. As husband and wife, like, I guess we could just do it all the time, though technically at that time most of them thought literally, like, anything besides normal, boring, missionary, like, anything in the mouth was considered immoral, like, all kinds, there's all kinds of, like, really interesting things, which makes sense, they didn't shower and stuff like we do back then, so, to be fair. There is, yeah, a lot of the rules were about hygiene, just to be fair. Um, But I think about, like, wow, it does make, it makes literally something like that, that is, it is a gift and all that, but it makes it harder. It doesn't make it easier. Um, I have a second thought train, but it's gone. If it comes back later and it's important, I'll bring it back up, I don't know. Um. Let's let's read the Romans four one one through five. I think that's what then shall we say was gained by Abraham, our forefather according to the flesh. For if Abraham was justified by works, he is something to boast about, but not before God. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness. Now to the one who works, his wages are not counted as a gift. Now to the one who works, his wages are not counted as a gift as his due. And to the one who does not work, but believes in him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted as righteousness. Just as David also speaks of the blessing of the one to whom God counts righteousness apart from works. Sorry, I just yeah, finish the sentence. I know, I stopped at five just because it gets really, really long. Yeah. Um, and so I wanted to read through that because it seems like the final contra- the final contradiction of the verse of the day thing. Abraham, they literally, like, from James to Romans, they use the exact same Old Testament scripture, and it feels like they say the opposite thing. Um, and so I think that idea, first of all, the idea of boasting comes up a lot, and I noticed that. Um, and to boast is to glory in the Greek, like, that, that word is to boast or to glory in. Um, and I think it, it draws to the fact, I guess, that James's point is that the works complete the faith. 
and allow him like because his faith is completed he is righteous um i think about it a lot of like when we talk about abraham's faith abraham could have had faith that yeah god god's gonna give me a son through sarah but if he doesn't like have sex with sarah uh, did he really believe it or was he kind of honestly like putting it on god then um so like telling god to prove himself honestly yeah jesus had to quote that at the enemy so just throwing that out there um versus romans and his point is that abraham doesn't boast before god that he did the works of the law and he was circumcised so that he can be counted righteous um he's not trying to take his justification into his own hands he's not trying to take his salvation into his own hands um and in that that would make it that's kind of where that that language of dues comes in um i think it comes up later in romans like the wages of sin is death and so we we get into the wages and you get into the dues and you get into when you are working for the law then all you end up doing is having knowledge of sin and becoming a transgressor and then your actual wages are death not justification and so i think on the other end of it you are gifted justification you are gifted righteousness but you have to have the faith in God because he's the one that justifies the ungodly. You can't do it yourself because on your own, without the Spirit, before you're brought into that new covenant, all you are is a transgressor. Uh, and so I think that all of that kind of comes together to what I think is really important. I know this was like a lot of like breakdown, not even theology, but kind of theology. Um, but I think there are a couple really important things to hit for ourselves and for the group as a whole and to make sure that we are um, cautious about the way we speak because I think this group is really, really careful about the law and about not rebuilding the law and making sure that we act in faith. Um, but I think the, it's, almost a, it's almost a personal question, but also making sure that in making sure we don't focus on works of the law, we don't miss out on works of faith. Um, but before we can do any of that, I think it's important to ask ourselves, like, is God my justifier? When I think about, when I think about how I'm a Christian, do I think about how Christ came and saved me, or do I think about how I read my Bible every day at nine o'clock or whatever to check my box? Um, and something I think that was really important and especially for Paul and why he was writing the letters he did about this is do you let God be other people's justifier um, and I think we see this a lot and I think it's part of why this group is really really big about like do not rebuild the laws we see people get hurt and broken and um, chained by people who say you had sex, you need to work off the penalties for that. Um, you need to earn your due, or what is it that, what is it the Catholics do? Penance. Penance, thank you. Um, like, and so, are you, when you look at other people who have fallen, do you look for works of the law or do you look for faith that they have been justified and expect that faith to bear works? Not to bear works earning justification, but to 
their works that bring the glory to God, bring the boasting to God and not to themselves. What did we define justified as? Uh, this, so to be justified is to be in the state you ought to be in. Uh, a lot of times when you put it like, when you look at like the biblical definitions, it, it's uh, the state that pleases God also. So like generally to be justified is to be right but to be like right with God where God wants you and then what do we say I know this was the very beginning but like justified versus saved, saved. and so yeah and so saved generally is like kept kept from harm destruction um, or like the debt of something the debt or punishment of something right, right, okay. um, and so I think both are obviously important but I also think it's a totally different bible study to like sit here and argue about the like not argue but even like theologically like fight through like what is salvation and are you saved from hell and is it annihilationism or is it eternal conscious torment I know Luke will happily do that with people if they want Um. I will also fight for either side (laughs) And so I guess I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to, I wanted, I meant to bring that up too, like going back to the beginning, like both concepts are present in like all three of the chunks if you read around them. Um, I'm like, also you, you can't be in the state that pleases God if you're not saved from the punishment. And that's the point of Christ's coming. And honestly, I think about it and I'd want to get into Galatians and find the verses I'm thinking of because I can't quote them without butchering them um of like you're you're saved from the debt of the debt that you owe because you were under the law when Christ dies for you you are um justified by faith in the receiving of the spirit you receive the spirit through faith that is like definitely in Galatians somewhere um and so I think of them as inherently tied. I actually think a lot about the verses in Acts where the church that receives the baptism of Christ and they don't receive the Holy Spirit and the apostles are like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, yes. you have to have the Spirit. Yeah. We don't separate those. And it, they didn't say, like, your baptism was, was wrong or didn't. it wasn't false. Um, yeah. But you that's not what God wants that. either. Yeah. Um, like the the completion thing that we were like talking about earlier, like yeah. it's it's not you're not completed in that. You're not you haven't received this period. Yeah. Yeah. I just kind of that you're dead. Him. It's that you're useless. Yeah. <laughs> Might as well be. Mm-hmm. May as well be the demons. <laughs> I'm not that far, but that works too. <laughs> I was wondering, like, might as well be dead, but... Not necessarily no, you may as well be a demon, but, like, your faith may as be, well be, like... Might as well be eternally conscious. But I honestly, I think... <laughs> that was something, too, like... <laughs> honestly, like, asking ourselves, like, do I have the faith of a Christian? Do I have the faith of a demon? Um, because if that... I really like that John 15 verse. Um, yeah, I'll pull it back up. The, like... The bearing fruit proves that you're a disciple. It's like I yeah I like this whole time I'm kind of thinking about like the conversation that like happened like in the girls' chat, which is like then like when we kind of like had that was like a while ago. Really? Yeah. Um, but that was like when we kind of like had our conversation because you 
you were like asking basically of like well like are they a disciple like basically kind of giving that two part like you can be like a believer but like not a disciple in that and I was like but like that doesn't like God doesn't want you to be a believer and not a disciple and like that's when I had like brought up of like because you're like like, people were like believers but they didn't like have a spirit yet and I was like yeah but then they were like no you like need this like I'm, yeah, you can for a little bit, but... It was, it was John fifteen eight. It says, By this my Father is glorified, that he may bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. But the, there's another one that goes right along with it that I didn't read, that I almost read, but it was Second Timothy 2.15, and it says, Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved a worker who has no need to be ashamed rightly in the word of truth. And I think that goes a lot to what you're saying, because they claim to, like, be a Christian, but, like, are they handling or do they even have the spirit to handle it the correct way? Yeah, I feel like you can go like a lot of directions like with everything. Yeah, it's kind of being said right now. Sorry, but I think too like I know like Luke had done a teaching like a long time ago, but basically like it might have been the what is Christianity one possibly I'm not sure. But basically we were talking about of like okay like Jesus had the spirit like the Holy Spirit. If you have the Holy Spirit too, like what are you doing with it? Are you doing what Christ did? like if not then like what are you doing yeah and i think like that happens like a lot is we try to go of like yeah like we're not like we're saved by our faith not like by works like we're not trying to like like earn our salvation if you will but like then we just like don't do anything like with that faith like after that like you might have like that moment but then like after that we all we don't really do much with it and then it's kind of goes to that I'm like okay but like where's the fruit where's what's proven with it what do you y'all maybe you have the spirit but like what are you doing with it so I think well, this was kind of like the last thing I wanted to bring up and I know I asked the first two like we sat with them for a second but it's like I'm gonna ask the third one but like if we want to talk about that like if you got stuff or if you're like panicking right now I don't know like or if you just want to like I don't know to your church body and let us love you like that's cool and like help you but I think in that like okay God has to be your justifier and God has to be the justifier when you look at other people is he and also like if your faith is that of a disciple and not that of a demon or like not that of is not a useless faith there should be works coming out of it but then I think my last the last thing I was kind of like getting at with this is okay so what what are the good works of faith because I think so often we're presented our entire lives with works of the law and told that's how you know you're a Christian are you nice do you tithe um are you nice do you tithe and like honestly like Christians just put being polite as like the definition of a Christian and I know people who have don't even don't even have faith that God is one like don't even have the faith of the demons and are nicer than uh most people would say that I am like to be fair uh definitely than Luke is I mean (laughs) Um, we laughed too loud loud. the lights are flickering one of them was out I don't know if it was out or not it's fine. It's out now. Is that the Holy Spirit? The lights flickering in the room. No, uh, but I think that was. Uh, I think, and I think honestly, like I, 
Juliet kind of answered it just in like the teaching that's what the teaching from forever ago I really I don't know the like what is it to be a Christian of like what are the works of faith uh, the works of Jesus are probably a good example there's also the there's the what is, people call it the hall of faith is yeah. in Romans it's like the whole like is it Hebrews it's in Hebrews I think there's a similar one in Romans it might be right around where we read because it goes from like it goes from like Abraham to uh, well it reference Abraham and Rahab, Rahab and, and that, I yeah. think yeah, yeah, and there's it, like, more, like but the, the hall of faith is in Hebrews something. Yeah, and it's it starts, like this list of people who do something in faith. It starts in eleven. Okay, so Hebrews eleven. Um, and we don't have to like necessarily read. if really people want to faith. like it. Yeah, no, it's like the whole chapter is this list of here's this person who had this faith and this is what they did with you know, it. It's so we are surrounded mm-hmm. by such a great cloud of witnesses. Yeah. yeah, that's in reference to the Hall of Faith, the example of the Scripture, not your friends or your church group. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just saying. And so I think honestly, like, uh, I think they almost have to build on each other. Like, if God's not your justifier first, the rest of it's not going to be beneficial. Um, because even if you do works that technically would be faith works and not works of the law, or you, if you're getting them to justify yourself, you've put yourself under that law instead of the Mosaic law, technically. Uh, which, if we rebuild the law, we prove ourselves to be transgressors. I don't know the address for that, but I do know the scripture. Sorry, again. Galatians something. Um... Are you an apple tree if you don't produce apples? Are you a tomato plant if you don't produce tomatoes? And even if you are a tomato plant, not technically a lie, like, what good are you to... I just kind of think to, like, the... Was it a fake tree that, like, Jesus cursed? That he cursed and it just died, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying, though. It was, like, it literally didn't have... Like, he was like, oh, I'm going to go get some figs off this tree. There's no figs on it. So he cursed it, and the next day they go back, and it was, like, completely withered up. And they're surprised. They're like, oh, how does that... He's like, uh, duh. I cursed the, the, the yeah. son of the living God cursed the tree. But, like, that yeah. example, like, you know what I mean? It's like... If you don't bear fruit He was mad. Like, you're not doing what you're supposed to do, so... Galatians 2.18 is that, for if I rebuild what I tore down, I prove myself to be a transgressor. Okay. And the what I tore down is in reference to the law. Yes. And I... Um, I'm going to read Romans 7, 4 through 6 because it ties both to the fact that we've died to law but also like what, what you're bearing fruit for. Um, Likewise, my brothers, you have also died to the law through the body of Christ so that you may belong to another, to him who has been raised from the dead, in order that we may bear fruit for God. For while we were living in our flesh, our sinful passions aroused by the law were at work in our members to bear fruit for death. But now we are released from the law, having died to that which held us captive, so that we serve in the new way of the spirit and not in the old way of the written code. And so I think it's really tempting to talk about all this and talk about the ways to be nice and polite and a good little Christian that aren't technically ways of the Mosaic law. Um, And none of them have anything to do with the spirit. (coughs) Bless you. And they have... (coughs) Oh, right. Sorry, sorry, I forgot. She never sneezes just once. (laughs) It's okay, I just forget every time. Um, But I think it's really tempting to just take the spirit out. Um, As 
it's tempting to be like, oh, what are the works of faith? Tie the brother, like, get, you know, um, be nice to your neighbor. That's not even the same as loving your neighbor in a way that Christ would love his neighbor through the Spirit. And I think we, we can... Love those who love them, even the sinner. And I think, honestly, though, like, we don't, we don't separate that and that's why we get politeness as a way to show you're a Christian like oh she's a really nice person she must be a Christian it's like oh she loves people she's nice to them but the way that the spirit teaches to love is that first John 5 John 5 I know for, yeah I think it is I think it's first John 5 that talks about like the way the spirit teaches the love I might be maybe I'm totally wrong but because I think it's like all around the verse where it says we are from God, but the whole world is under control of the evil one. I think it's like before and after that, it, like the context There's of it. A verse in First John, maybe First John, like part twelve or something, that says, um, "Everyone that's not love, that's life." <laughs> I don't know. Okay, yeah, I yeah. Yeah. My Whoever has the son has life. Whoever's not, the son of God does not have life. Okay. <laughs> 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 like never mind. Whoops. Okay, yeah, everyone who believes... Uh, yeah, it's, it's that everyone who loves the Father, who loves the Father, loves whoever has been born of Him. We know that that we love the children of God when we love God and obey His commands. This is, And then it keeps going. Like, the whole chapter is kind of... I think it's about God. Um, and then it starts to be about the Spirit, and then it goes into the, like... Also, by the way, the world is under control of the evil one, not this God that teaches you to love. Um, well, even thinking too, like in the Gospels of like the be perfect, like as your heavenly Father is perfect, like the context of that is like basically like love your enemies, right? Too and like doing that, not just uh, and then it's like being perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect, and like that's like even like this whole thing that we've kind of hinted at somewhat too of like the completion, like the perfection of like. It's not just like the sinners even love people who love yeah. them. Like, duh, that's easy. But when it comes to those are against you, not just acting as the how world do, does. How do you handle conflict? Do you cut the dude's ear off? Yeah. Do you? Do you just put it back? <laughs> well, just so cut it off and then put it back. <laughs> like even so, like. The idea of, like, the politeness and, like, all of that, um, Molly and I were actually talking about this last night, of, like, the, what would Jesus do, like, attitude, and, like, we take it to be that, of, like, oh, he would just, look, like, just love them, just be so nice and polite and, like, all of this, but, like, but that's what I'm saying, of, like, like, I don't know, my favorite example that I always kind of go to is like, well, Jesus went and like flipped tables over. You want me to go to God? Because. <laughs> Next to the last, what would Jesus uh, say? Or Jesus oh, said, like, he, he literally said, you are not following me because you believe in me and you believe in my miracles. You're following me because I, you got your fill. You're happy. Yeah. You do this because you get something out of it. And then when I say you're going to church just because it makes you feel better, everybody loses their minds and thinks that I'm and not so Jesus let himself be taken to the cross but he sure did not let the name of God be taken in vain used in vain or followed in vain but like, like that's the thing though is that's, that's the thing is we make love to be 
some feeling some polite crap and like all of that but like it's none of that like absolutely like it can produce like politeness and like all of it but kind of like what I had with like Molly and like Aaron last night we were talking about was it depends on who you're talking to like if I'm talking to one of you guys like love might be like calling you out like like we were just talking about because you're the body you're up to that standard you're supposed to be carrying that like God's name in the in that correct manner but if you're not absolutely I'm going to call it out and that's what Christ did he did that to the Pharisees that's what all Matthew 23 is of you're freaking dead inside you're hypocrites all of this none of that people would call love but like he does it to the woman at the well he does both but he like says you that, have five husbands. But like even in that, like yeah, he called but, like he called her out of like and, bringing that. But like it wasn't in like the same even like right. And like, I think that was my point of like, like you can do like you can do both. Of, and you can still the people bring stuff, people but is, bring him to that healing and bring him to that freedom. Yeah. But they're not held to that same standard right. as he he said. You don't worship on the mountain now, but one day you will. Yeah. And he does that after he says like you're right you have five husbands and she says you know she could sit there and be so offended yeah and like oh you heard somebody gossip about it at the well earlier and you know now you're using it against me but for her she knew she she said no that's that means you're a prophet that's like there's this is a big deal and i think too like like for the rich for the rich young ruler like he talked about like kind of the commandments and that but then it came to like Shut up. <laughs> the possessions of, like, give them up. But, like, he didn't say that to the woman at the well because she wasn't following those laws. She wasn't right. under that. But we, again, approach, like, the world who aren't under those standards of why aren't you upholding these standards, but we don't. Why aren't you justifying yourself who, by the law that you don't even have and isn't supposed yeah. to be your justifier and wasn't supposed to be ours? But those who are in the body, we don't. We get mad when people address things. Because we're like, oh, well, that's not love. And we just try to, like, sweep another rug. But that's why we have Pharisees who are called hypocrites and dead inside. So, there's not. Uh, I might find it. But the verse in James, it says, if you know what you ought to do and you don't do it, it's sin. I know it's in James. And I think it's at the end of one of them. Yeah, okay, James 4, 17. So whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him it is sin. I just want to bring back the fact that right and righteous and justification are, like, all kind of tied together. Um, Same roots, at least. And so, it's not a fun question, but I'm coming back to, like, that idea of what are the good works of faith and are we doing them instead of the works of the law? Are we doing the works of the law and trying to say the works of faith? Or are we just bearing no fruit at all, not one way or the other? Um, you can be nice to your friend and ignore what hurts them and it be sin for you because you faith, like more faithfully would have done the opposite. It would have been more right. Um, honestly, like more kind in the long run. If you want to really think about kindness, not just societal politeness. Um, sometimes um, we think so much about like bearing bad fruit and you bear bad fruit but like James talks about uselessness for a reason uh, and the 
you know, this, the opportunities you miss will haunt you the most, and I think, like, we can twist that really ugly in the world of, like, you didn't try that drug, you're gonna really wish you had when you're on your deathbed, I don't know, um, you know, like, I, you know, but, I mean, I've seen, I've had people, like, leave my life, leave this church, leave entire, and, um, you always come back to like should I have done this should I have said that and a lot of times you just question those things even though you knew pretty explicitly prayed pretty explicitly and knew like you were not supposed to do anything because it had to be their choice um but the times when you come back and you say no I really I dropped the ball there like I should have said something and I knew in the moment I should have said something and I acted in fear instead of faith. I acted in law instead of faith. I acted in societal politeness because that other person was around instead of faith. I think those um, haunt you the most, hurt you the most, and put the most room for you to have to honestly reprove yourself to God, like prove yourself to be a disciple, prove yourself um, to be to be trusted with little and then trusted with much. It's not like God just like stops trusting us. Like, I dropped the ball here, no trust ever again, but my opportunities are not going to be bigger when I come and repent. And then we get mad about that, too. Man plots his own destruction and then rails at God. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Why am I not trusted with more? Have you proven yourself a little? Don't turn this on me. <laughs> <laughs> on me but I think I feel like even in like like that of it's just like how you approach it like are you willing to even like be self-aware and like admit of yeah I should have I should have done something I should have said something or whatever I shouldn't have done something like whatever it might be of like even being self-aware to that but then of like you said like going to going to the father and like repenting of that and like not allowing like condemnation to like seep in of like like you kind of like the haunting aspects like I think can be really dangerous of that but realizing yeah like I did mess up I I should have you know gone further than I did or whatever um or I should be kind of in a further place than I am right now but because I dropped the ball but then allowing that repentance to change to change that of like looking back of like yeah that's how I did this is kind of like and like not trying to recreate that but like learning from that and allowing that like repentance to actually change you and like move forward so that doesn't happen then like in the future if that makes sense I think a lot of times too we we forget it but like God is a that idea that the haunting is the most dangerous thing that can happen of the condemnation that comes like sitting your whole life saying I should have should I have done should I have done it um but our God is one of redemption, and that's a pattern, not just, like, that didn't, that wasn't just in Christ. Uh, the fact that he flooded the earth instead of said, never mind, screw humanity, is an act of redemption. Um, <laughs> just, I know that's, like, uh, like the flood is a big deal, and it's terrifying for us, um, regardless of whether you think about the language there of, like, the literal entire sphere of the earth, or, like, that area or whatever like their world yeah. um like that's a big i don't ca- i don't care if you flood just indiana like that's yeah. kind of a big deal um 
and uh, but I think I've seen a lot like God the pattern of redemption the pattern of breaking cycles too especially if like you feel like you keep going back and back and back like so often it's gonna come in uh, confession and action to try to redeem whatever was missed and sometimes like it, it's not because it really ultimately like what made you realize you should have done more might be one of 40 things um I read it one of those like cheesy bible app devotionals a really really long time ago and one of the things that I, it actually really stuck with me I don't remember anything else I don't know what the topic was don't know what the scripture was don't know what we were reading um but you cannot be you can't refuse to apologize just because you're the one who did the least amount of wrong um if you're gonna hold yourself to a standard of perfection of holiness of completion of faith of a, of a completed faith you can't be it can't be oh, i'm fine because i didn't do wrong or I, I didn't do the most wrong in this situation like if you call me a list of 20 names and i call you one i shouldn't be waiting around like well when they apologize i'll apologize um, i think that goes back to like rebuilding the wall though and like trying to make one sin right you made another. one instead like, of you did letting go you murdered the person i only slept with them (laughs) so i didn't kill anybody (laughs) david so you know she's the one that killed him i'm just the one that slept with her (laughs) (laughs) yeah so yeah it's like um you know yeah i we just we do a lot of that but i just i want to bring that into like god is the god of redemption yeah but be ready for that too i think kind of count the cost of like if you want to say i want to i want to have more faith than i had right then uh i think people do it as almost like it's almost the weird excuse of like god will forgive me so i'll just keep sinning yeah. uh saturday saint or saturday sinner sunday saint yeah. kind of attitude um i'll just go to confession in the morning and sleep with these six dudes at this party i don't know um well there was a saying online recently that said uh christ didn't die for your sins might as well send it up a little. Oh, yeah. Uh, Christ died for nothing, so you might as well sin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was bad. Actually, if you rebuild the law, Christ I, mean, I was going to say, actually, uh, I have a scripture so, that says that's not exactly how it works. There's also a scripture that says, should we go on sinning? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> but honestly, the only way Christ died for nothing is that if we rebuild the law. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's what the Bible says, not. Yeah. If you don't sin, Christ died for nothing. Right. You're corrupted by the blood, like just by being born. Sinning is not just not following the law either. Like, the law did bring knowledge of sin into our lives, but it also says you can sin with or without the law. That was the Romans two, twelve, I think. Like those who sin without the law and those who sin without the law face the same thing. Yeah. Because it's about going outside of the boundaries of God for you. As an Israelite, those boundaries then included the law. Yeah. But the law in and of itself was not justification or unjustification. And it's not for us either. <laughs> Can't do the Sunday, Saturday Saint, Sunday Sinner thing. Or other way around. <laughs> Saturday Sinner, Sunday Saint thing. Um, but I think it's honestly, sometimes we do that same attitude of like, 
am not. I'm not going to reach out to that person. I'm not going to apologize. Because I'm not going to correct the the word I used against somebody. Um, God will forgive me. I'll do better next time. A lot of times, you actually go to God and you're like, "Hey, I didn't do what I should have did. Should have done. I did do what I shouldn't have done." The next thing you get asked to do is correct it. Um, and I think we it's that rash promise idea uh, we trap ourselves is that, is that how, it, how it goes yeah, don't trap yourself by making a rash promise to God without first counting the cost and so we say like oh, God I want to come back and I want to be a better Christian I want to do more good works of faith and he says okay well don't trap yourself I'm asking you to believe me that you should correct what you just told me shouldn't have been done the way it is and like it's not too late and it's not a big deal the only thing that has to break here is your pride you're like yeah, that thing I said about strong, like strengthening my faith. Uh, can you find another way to do that? I'd like to take the easy way out, please. <laughs> can I find a friend? A, there is a way, but that way leads, leads to destruction. To so. Yeah. The man on TV said I could unlock my faith in the six easy steps. <laughs> no, just two one time. Through like all this James five sixteen is confess your sins to one another one another and pray for another that you may be healed. So like in that of like through like yeah, like even going to God absolutely and like that but like coming to each other and like confessing of not in the weird Catholic <laughs> that they've like made it, but not like, so you can get a penance and then be sufficient in yourself instead of right from but God. Like, literally, of okay, yeah, this is I did this or I didn't do this or whatever. Like bringing it into the light of okay, and then you can be healed from that. You can bring it to that redemption. You can move on from it and have that healing in order to not go back to that. But a lot of the times we just still kind of keep it in the dark and we don't we don't seek after actually getting like broken out of that cycle and then we just keep going back and back to it and then nothing happens 